0: It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. All right, welcome into this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network. It's Alfie, and welcome into this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Once again, it is Alfred Romero, a.k.a. Alfie. Fill it in for WB, who's continuing to recuperate and rest up, and hopefully he'll be back on the program shortly. He's got a lot going on with his vocal situation. So right now the doctors are recommending that he just take it easy on his voice. So he is uh, going to be taking the next few weeks off here. So hopefully I'll have another update for you next week and uh, get a better date of when he'll be returning to Southern Race Week Radio. But in the meantime, in between time, I am here and I am ready to bring you another exciting episode of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And don't forget the podcast is available for you at iHeartRadio iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So if you'd like to go back and listen to our, any of our previous episodes and any of our previous interviews that we've conducted here on Sunday Race Week Radio, you can check it out on the podcast once again at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. But it's going to be a very exciting week in the world of NASCAR. Now, if you're listening to the podcast, obviously, this is already past. but if you're listening to the show live, on the network this weekend, we're going to be racing at Daytona, and that is going to be the regular season finale for the Cup season before we kick off the NASCAR playoffs next weekend, Labor Day weekend, at Darlington Raceway. So it's going to be a lot of fun as uh, racing at Daytona, as you know, is always very, very exciting. It's one of those wild card races, as I like to say, because you never know who could win at Daytona. And right now how the playoff picture is looking there could possibly be one of those drivers outside of the top 16 that could spoil it and ruin the party for maybe Ryan Blaney and Martin Trix Jr. because those are the two drivers battling it out for the final position in the 16-car field for the playoffs. And uh, We've got a lot to uh, get to here on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. We've got another jam-packed program with some of the best guests from all around the world, NASCAR. Short Track, NHRA, IndyCar, we cover it all for you here on Southern Race Week Radio. So just sit back, relax, uh, and get set to enjoy another great broadcast. Don't forget about our social media platforms as well. We do have a Facebook page and a Twitter account. So go on out there and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio because there we always are bringing you the latest in Racing news, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if you like the Facebook page and you follow us on Twitter, you'll always be informed and updated on the latest news and information from the world of racing. So go on there and uh, check that out. And also, we got the email address. So if you want to shoot us an email, let us know what you think about the program, comments, and thoughts. Just email us at srwradio at yahoo.com. Once again, that email address is srwradio at yahoo.com. Dot com And we always appreciate all the great emails that we do receive from our loyal listeners. So thank you so much. Once again, let me get that email address out to you, srwradio at yahoo.com. But as I mentioned, we've got another star-studded edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you. Coming up in just moments, we'll be speaking with the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Darlington Raceway, Kerry Tharp, as he'll talk about what's going to be going on at Darlington next weekend, Labor Day weekend, for the Southern 500 so we'll talk to Mr. Tharp here in just a matter of moments. And then we'll speak with Jacqueline Drake of Flow Racing and she'll break down all the action from Bowman Gray Stadium this past uh, summer as they had a lot of racing action going on out there as she was in the booth covering all the action. So we'll get her to recap all the fun that she experienced at Bowman Gray Stadium uh, this past summer with Flow Racing. And then we'll wrap things up with late model driver in the Cars Tour Series, Connor Hall, as he'll be racing at North Wilkesboro coming up next Wednesday and we'll get his thoughts on racing at the historic North Wilkesboro Speedway with Dale Jr. That's right. Dale Jr. will be participating in that Car Tours Race event that will be at North Wilkesboro on Wednesday. Let me make sure I got the date here, right? Uh, Wednesday, August 31st. So we'll speak with uh, Connor and get his thoughts on racing North Wilkesboro with the one and only Dale Earnhardt Jr. So all that coming up for you this week here on Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast.
1: Hey guys, this is Jansen Marshbanks, Banks, Toron 12 driver of the Cars Tour, and you are listening to Southern Race Week.
0: All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie. Continuing on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, which is available for you every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. But coming up here in just a couple of weeks, Labor Day weekend. And that'll kick off the 2022 NASCAR playoffs. As we've done the last few years, we'll be kicking off the playoffs at Darlington Raceway. And to preview everything that's going to be going on at Darlington for the Cookout Southern 500, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in via the Food Depot hotline, the president of Darlington Raceway. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Kerry.
2: Mr. Tharp, wow. uh, thank you so much
0: for taking the time to join us this week on Southern Racing I Radio. Think- Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend.
2: I am. I am. I tell you, what an introduction. I'll have to call back and be on your show more often. But, yeah, <laughs> we're looking forward to the uh, going to be the 73rd running of the Cookout Southern 500 on September 4th. And it is, like you mentioned, the opening race of the Cup Series playoffs. And uh, it's going to be very, very exciting. This season has been very exciting in NASCAR. And I think that first race in the playoffs at Darlington is going to be something special.
0: For many of you, maybe fans who don't know, who are not familiar with Darlington Raceway, I mean, this is, a, I've mentioned to you many a times, this is for me like walking into Wrigley Field or walking into Fenway Park. The history and the goosebumps that people feel when they walk into this facility is amazing, Mr. Tharp. And I've had the opportunity to go to a couple of races at your uh, amazing facility. For you, you've been there for so many years. Is there any one event that that jumps out
2: at you as far as any races that you had attended? Well, I tell you, there's been very many, uh, to be honest with you. All of them are very special in their own way. I think the one that might stick out the most in my mind is May of 2020. Uh, when the pandemic had set in, virtually all sports, all live sports had shut down for about eight or nine weeks. And uh, NASCAR worked it out with our state leadership to bring live sports back. And we hosted the first, really the first live sporting event once the pandemic hit in May of 2020. But there weren't any fans there. It was just the drivers, the crews, the officials and essential personnel so the stands were empty and kevin harvick won that race that afternoon and i'll never forget that he, he did his burnout and got out of the car and it was eerily quiet no cheers no booze nothing and uh that one might stick out in my mind because i think then you really really realize just how much you miss the fans and just a special part that they play in our event, and yet they they weren't there that day uh, because of the pandemic.
0: The playoffs starting here at, at Darlington, I know you're going to have a packed house, but maybe for some fans who have never been to Darlington and experienced an event at Darlington Raceway, what's it like for the fans who, who come and visit uh, your facility? Tell them a little bit about what they can uh, look forward to and, and what the city has to offer as far as for our, our guests who come into town and check you guys out.
2: Well, you know, we have a very, very iconic facility. Uh, It is kind of like the Wrigley Field of NASCAR. Uh, A lot of mystique, a lot of tradition, uh, a lot of history. Uh, And I think that the fans, when they arrive on our property, they're going to feel that mystique. They're going to feel that heritage. It's old school racing, you know, a facility that uh, has has seen a lot of different champions come and go. And so our fans are going to enjoy... Uh, are gonna enjoy the, the camping aspect. Our infield camping is sold out. Uh, we're gonna have uh, a lot of activity on, on property. We're gonna have uh, concerts. We're gonna have a lot of entertainment in the Midway. And it's really gonna be like almost like a festival for fans for about four or five days. And it's gonna be a big crowd and a lot of different activities uh, going on that our fans are gonna be able to enjoy. Uh, we've got a, um, uh, uh, next next Wednesday night, we've got a track lapse for charity. Fans can pay $20 and take their cars and vehicles around the track for three laps. We even have a trophy tour. We've got the world champion Atlanta Braves uh, World Series trophy is going to be on display, along with the Southern 500 trophy and the NASCAR Cup Series trophy for fans to get their photos taken with in the garage. We've got a uh, a 5K next Thursday night. We've got a concert on Friday. Uh, just a lot of activity. A lot of things are happening for our fans to. Uh, we've got a pre-race concert uh, on Sunday before the Southern 500. So just a lot of things for our fans to enjoy uh, outside of the races.
0: And if you need information, you can go on to uh, DarlingtonRaceway.com. dot com. It is the uh, website for our Darlington to get information. And I'm sure tickets are still available. You did mention that infield camping uh, is sold out, but what's the camping situation like outside of the track and also uh, tickets for seats inside the facility? How How is those coming along?
2: Uh, coming along very, very well. I, I think our, our crowd is going to be really, really good, uh, uh, particularly on Sunday, but we still do have uh, tickets available and outside camping available. As you mentioned, the website, DarlingtonRaceway.com, or you can call 866-459-7223 and get hooked up with a ticket agent, and they can sell you a, a camping spot so or a ticket for sure. So, um, But I, I encourage our fans to, to get their tickets, get their, get their camping, get their pre-race experience passes, and uh, you know that, that race weekend is going to be here in just a few days.
0: Now, you mentioned the pandemic earlier in the interview and uh, speaking with Brandon Hutchinson, who's the uh, general manager here at our home track of Southern Race Week Radio, Atlanta Motor Speedway, has really expressed how how the com- pandemic has kind of, you know, kind of calmed down a little bit. It seems that we're back to somewhat of normality. It's exciting to see everything coming together. And I guess for you guys on the same front, I'm sure now with things kind of getting back to normal, you're able to have more events and more activities going on at the track just besides the racing, he always loves to say that it's it's like a, a party with a race that's involved. And I'm sure for you guys, that's the same way you look at a weekend for racing at Darlington, is that even though there is a race, you want to make it a, a huge event for the family, kids, and everyone to be able to attend and have a great time.
2: Oh, without a doubt. And, uh, you know, people say that college football is a three- or four-hour tailgate. Well, at Darlington, it's a three- or four-day tailgate. (laughs) And it's a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of college kids there on Sunday, uh, most of them from the University of South Carolina. But, uh, you know, the people that come to our race, particularly the infield campers, they like to camp next to the same people that they've been camping next to year after year after year, and it's become a social event for them. They'll they'll set up their little portable swimming pools, their their TV monitors, their uh, cornhole games, their their barbecue pits, uh, all kinds of things, and it's just a. It becomes like a little village. We'll have eight or nine hundred camp spots uh, filled there in the infield uh, for race day, and so it's a lot of fun for these, these. And you mentioned family; it's a it's a really a cool family event, I think. Uh, for our fans to come and bring their families. Uh, The race on Saturday, the sport clips, uh, haircuts, VFW, Help a Hero 200, uh, kids 12 and under are free for that race. And then uh, on Sunday, tickets for youth start at $10. So it's a a great way to bring your family, uh, you know, have some fellowship, and uh, enjoy the weekend at Darlington.
0: And such an affordable way to do it, too. I mean, think about taking a family of four to like a major league baseball game or a football game, how much it costs with admission, tickets, concessions and everything like that. And you're able to do a fun for you know, a fun weekend with a family of four at a very, very affordable price. So, I mean, for a, for any family, I'm sure you have the perfect ticket for whatever budget a family has to be able to come out and enjoy a, an amazing family weekend in Darlington.
2: Well, you really do. And you mentioned, uh, uh, ticket prices are, 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 really affordable for a NASCAR event. Uh, and so, you know, they, they start out for, for adults on, uh, on Sunday, I think as low as $35. So, you know, you can't beat that, and all the seats are on the front stretch and all the seats have great views of pit road and the start finish line. And so, uh, I, I just think it's a, it's a great way to spend a weekend, a great way to spend a day uh, with your family and, and see some of the best racers uh, in, in the world. And, uh, you know, the opening round, round of that playoff, playoffs uh, with the Cookout Southern 500 is going to be very, very exciting. And uh, I just hope our fans can come out and, and enjoy themselves.
0: And another great thing about the event as well, you have two races on the schedule. Normally, the last few years, you've had one race, but... I think for the local economy and all the businesses that are around the area, I'm sure they thrive during these two race weekends because I'm sure it brings a lot of uh, business to those local businesses in the area.
2: Well, it really does and the economic impact for for two races is is pretty enormous. It's 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 uh, north of 110 million dollars of direct and indirect economic impact and you know, that's a big number. And, and we're really the the most widely attended sporting event in the state of South Carolina. We get fans from almost all 50 states and about 10 foreign countries uh, to come to our event. And so they're going to come in and spend three or four days there. And, and that, that part of the state, they'll go to Myrtle Beach, they'll go to Columbia, they'll do different things there in that vicinity. And, and uh, then come to Darlington uh, for Saturday and Sunday's races. And so It's a big tourism draw for our state, and uh, it certainly is something that uh, we're very, very proud of.
0: Well, we're looking forward to all the action from Darlington Raceway for the running of the 73rd Cookout Southern 500 Labor Day weekend to kick off the 2022 NASCAR playoffs. That'll be September 4th. The green flag will drop at about 6 p.m. Eastern time. And for tickets, just call 866-459-7223 or visit DarlingtonRaceway.com. Dot com, Mr. Tharp, as always, we appreciate your time on uh, joining us here. You've been a great friend of the show and looking forward to uh, seeing you and all the great volunteers and staff at Darlington for the upcoming Cookout Southern 500. Thank you so much for taking the time, sir.
2: Well, thank you for having me on and uh, appreciate y'all's coverage and hope to see you at the race. Hey, it's Austin Hill, driver
1: of the number 21 Camaro for Richard Childress Racing, and you're listening to Southern Race
0: Week. All right, welcome into this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie, continuing on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And all the action at Bowman Gray Stadium that took place over the summer came to a wrap this past weekend. And to break down all the exciting action that happened in Bowman Gray Stadium this past summer, let's head on over to the Food Depot hotline and welcome in one of the announcers, broadcasters for Flow Racing, as well as doing some work for NASCAR Roots for NASCAR.com. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in great friend of the show, Miss Jacqueline! Miss Drake, Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. We really appreciate you when you take time to join us, and hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend.
3: I am. Thank you, as always. I love uh, being here on Southern Race Week Radio and, of course, talking about some racing. So thank you, as always, for having me on.
0: Uh, No problem, Jacqueline. Now, when we first started talking to you, you were working for the Cars Tour program doing a lot of work there with them, doing a lot of interviewing. You were doing a a bunch of stuff over there. And through your hard work ethic and everything going on, you've increased yourself now to working with NASCAR Roots, which is part of NASCAR.com. And then also you hopped into the broadcast booth this past summer to call some of the action at Bowman Gray Stadium. Now, before we talk about everything that happened at Bowman Gray Stadium and their action from this past summer, talk about your experience being in the broadcast booth calling action for Flow Racing. What was that like for you this season?
3: Wow, it was uh, truly something that I was extremely nervous about. Um, Like you mentioned, I've been with NASCAR. It's almost been a year now. And so they brought it up to me in the spring that they were going to put me on as booth-announcing talent for the Madhouse, Bowman Gray, uh, to which I responded, "Um, okay, I, I guess I could do that. I was extremely nervous. Um, I come from Pit Road. As you know, I have never done booth announcing before, much less play-by-play. And working into the Modifieds, the first time I reported on Asphalt Mods was in New Smyrna Speedway during the World Series. So it was quite the jump. Obviously, Bowman Gray, I mean, it's been around since 1949. The place just bleeds history out the sides of its concrete walls the stadium that is also a football stadium, packed out with 18,000 fans throughout the weekend. So I knew there was a ton of pressure on me through just the decades of rivalries and information. So it took a lot of uh, prepping and uh, a lot of pressure on myself to make sure that I represented it the best way that I could.
0: Now, when you're a pit reporter or you're just conducting interviews with drivers, you're talking to them for about maybe a five, maybe a couple minutes or something like that, or when you're doing pit reporting, it's it's a real quick hit, and then right back to the action. How did you prepare yourself for jumping from pit road into the broadcast booth?
3: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great point right there, and pit road, you interview, it's a couple minutes, and unless you have a red flag, and a total of an entire race, it's a about 20 to 30 minutes, um, of everything that you cover that day. Well, on the broadcast, you're speaking for five hours. You're doing play by play of everything that's happening on the track. I worked alongside Matthew Dillner in the booth who was super helpful. Um, I honestly leaned a lot into my own track knowledge, um, coming from, you know, my past racing history. I knew a lot about the race cars. I actually asked a lot of the drivers about just mods in general, like how they control if you know they made adjustments and trying to understand the lingo on that side of it and then i would also attend all of the driver meetings every weekend i was there so i would sit in and hear kind of what you know the scuttlebutt was with the track conditions they did have a, a new repave this year so there was a little bit of a change in comparison to how they typically approached the track and then the drivers were just so welcoming and um, very open with how they felt on anything that was happening with the track or the officials or the uh, on-track rivalries and things like that. So they would get me up to speed, and they really did take the time to educate me on what I couldn't find out already from my own research.
0: Speaking with uh, Jacqueline Drake here on Southern Race Street Radio with Flow Race and also with the NASCAR Roots Program at NASCAR.com, Tim Brown. Tommy Neal, Billy Gregg, A.J. Standards, the uh, champions from Bowman Gray Stadium in the respective uh, divisions and classifications. So tell me, Jacqueline, after calling action in Bowman Gray Stadium this past summer, what are some of the memories or some of the moments that jumped out at you while you were calling the action in Bowman Gray Stadium this past summer?
3: I will say something really memorable for me, though, was obviously seeing that record-breaking Uh, 12th championship by Tim Brown, um, winless at that. He didn't win a single race this season at Bowman Gray, which is new for him, but he still was able to pull off the championship. So seeing history be made at a place that, again, has so much history to it was really great. And then also seeing the family relationship of Tommy Neal and Riley Neal, grandfather, grandson, Riley getting his first win in the sportsman Series this season at 14 years old, Tommy Neal, his grandfather, getting the championship in that division. So there's a ton of just family tradition that when you go here, you can't help but understand. Even Riley Neal, after he won the season finale race, he's doing a burnout on the backstretch with his teammates next to him. There's a four car burnout, and Tommy Neal's doing you know donuts in the field. So um if you go every week you kind of get to know the relationships and the drama that goes in week after week and kind of like the the connections of each one of these drivers and how they not only connect at the racetrack but during the week their friends they are working on these cars they're helping each other with tips and tricks so um there was there was a lot of highlights this year.
0: Now, Jacqueline, not only do you have uh, responsibilities and duties with Flow Racing, but also with NASCAR.com. You're part of the NASCAR Roots Program, which spotlights a lot of those short tracks, local tracks uh, across the United States of America. So, for some of our listeners, uh, what's coming up with you as far as the NASCAR Roots Program and what's going to be going on with that?
3: Yeah, so one of um, the things I really take pride in is the department that I'm involved in at NASCAR. We work closely through the partnership with Polar Racing and giving money back to these tracks um, and investing into these tracks. So um, not only have I been able to travel to several of our NASCAR sanctioned short tracks on the Roots Division this year, but I've been able to go to these tracks um, on air and then also contribute and get to know what they really need and how they're using that those investments. So um, coming up for me, though, I am headed to Jenner Sound Speedway. They're new to are um sanctioning they're back this year and then of course we have martinsville later in september so there's a, a ton that i'm really excited to head to
0: now jack and if our listeners want to follow along with you with uh, what's going on with your call your career with flow racing what you got coming up on your calendar and then also with nascar roots where can they go to keep up with you and, and follow along with your uh your your uh, progress and also what you got coming up on this calendar
3: yeah hit me up on um instagram the one and only jkd and then I'm also on Twitter, and I have a Facebook page. I always post where I'm going or cool behind the scenes of uh, the racetrack. And I even spend a lot of time on TikTok making funny videos about racing or just cool things that I see. So uh, definitely join. I love to meet people and pop racing.
0: Well, Jacqueline, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Good luck with everything that's going on with Flow Racing. And NASCAR Roots, and hopefully we'll have you back on the program to update us on what's going on
2: with you.
3: Thank you so much for
0: having me on. I appreciate
2: it, guys. Hello, race fans. This is Rob Ramage at Texas Motor Speedway, and you're listening to Southern Race Week.
0: All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network itself. We continue on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the food depot hotline one of the many drivers in the cars tour series that'll be in action in north wilkesboro speedway coming up on august 31st that is a wednesday ladies and gentlemen let's welcome in driver in the cars tour series ladies and gentlemen it's mr connor Mr. Hall, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you all for
0: having me. Uh, No problem at all, sir. And you are a part of the Cars Tour Series, which is going on right now. But before we talk about your Cars Tour Series uh, season so far and coming up in North Wilkesboro next week... Uh, let's talk about you as far as how did you get into the sport? So
1: with, uh just started out with my, I guess, love for anything with a motor and wheels on it. And then as I got to be around eight, I started racing BMX and then that slowly turned into a go-kart and then the go-kart turned into a legends car. Then the legends car turned into late models. And then we did some Arca uh, stuff and then some Canon E stuff as well. And then, um, you know, I finally got the opportunity to join a group such as Chad Bryant Racing this year and run at the top level of the late model series.
0: Was this a family thing or was this something that you just kind of uh, discovered that you were into? So my mom grew up about five minutes from
1: Hickory uh, Speedway. She's from Newton-Conover. And my dad grew up in Virginia Beach, Virginia, but raced unlimited hydroplanes for a living for a long time. So between my mom being exposed to the car racing and then my dad doing the boat racing his whole life, I would say I came from a a racing background and then uh, the whole should we build a boat versus a go-kart went on and then my mom ended up winning with the go-kart and thankfully <laughs> she did because I uh, definitely have enjoyed the ride ever since.
0: So you come from a family who are a big racing fans, so when you decided this is what you wanted to do, you your parents were pretty much gun ho and, and supportive of, of the decision that you made.
1: Uh yeah, I would there were definitely some key factors. I had to uh finish college before I tried pursuing it as a career. Didn't necessarily think it would ever get to this point. It just started out kind of as a one car, one motor ordeal out of my dad's garage and then it just slowly, you know, through gaining great partners such as Town Bank, Breeding Concrete, and First Team Automotive, not done yet sport fishing, that uh, we were able to, you know, progress in the sport and start running with, you know, like I said, a big name such as Chad Bryant Racing. And, you know, uh, I think this is my sixth full year in a late-mile stock car, and here we are.
0: Speaking with late model driver Connor Hall in the uh, Cars Tour Series, and you've got a big event coming up here in just a matter of days. But before we talk about that, tell us about your season so far in the Cars Tour Series. What's been going on with you this season?
1: Uh, it's been good. We've uh, we won at Jacksonville. We won the uh, Cars Tour throwback race at Hickory, and then we also won the Solid Rock 125 up at Dominion Raceway. And that's been with the Chad Bryant group. And then with my personal cars, we've won a couple of races at Hickory, a couple of races at Carteret and uh, had some good bids other, other places as well. So it's been a very successful year. We've been very blessed, pretty close in the points running for Carter's Tour. Would be really close, but we had some fuel mileage issues the first race at uh, Carraway and the second race at Greenville, which negated us of uh, two top three finishes. But we've kept our nose to the grindstone, and we've really been working hard to try to you know overcome our points deficit and try to make this thing happen.
0: Now, a big event coming up for you guys on Wednesday, August 31st. You're going to be participating in the Cars Tour series at North Wilkesboro Speedway. And anyone who's a big racing fan knows the tradition and the history of North Wilkesboro. What's it feel like for you to be able to get into a late model car and take some laps and race at such a prestigious track as North Wilkesboro, especially during a time when this revival is going on to bring the track back to some activity and action?
1: Well, first off, like I said, it's it's going to be great to get racing back to Wilkesboro. I was probably about 10 when racing stopped there, and it's cool to be a part of the revival of the track. Um I'm a big fan of some of these older tracks trying to put on shows again and get back into the sport. But as far as the racing goes, it's you know, it's going to be a very big track as far as our late models are concerned. So pretty excited to get that a little bit bigger track experience and get, you know, race in front of that big of a spotlight or on that big of a platform. We get a Racetail Junior, so that adds a little bit of coolness to it. But other than that, just super cool to have the nostalgia of, you know, the facilities are back up and running, but, you know, it still has that old early 2000s feel to it. So I'm really excited to go there with the cars tour. And I think Chad Bryant Racing will bring me a great piece as always.
0: So what's it going to be like to uh, see the Dale Jr machine out there and race alongside him does it kind of uh, pump you up a little bit more does it make you a little bit nervous or do you or is he just another another participant in a race that you're in
1: Oh I mean he's a pretty easygoing guy a big you know big short track supporter he does a lot for our sports. so it's always cool to race with a name as you know notable as him and the, you know the Earnhardt family but you know at the end of the day once you put that helmet on everybody you know everybody's on even playing field so uh, you know we're going to do our best to you know, make it happen, whether he's the one we're racing for the win or not. But if not or if so, we're just – it's a great honor to have him out there. And like I said, he's a huge advocate for what we do on Saturday night.
0: Mr. Hall, if our listeners out there want to follow your progress throughout the rest of the Cars Tour series and keep up with – what races you're going to be at and your schedule and everything. Uh, Where can they go to get information and follow along with what's going on in your career, sir?
1: So on Facebook, it's just Connor Hall Racing. On Twitter and Instagram, it is Connor Hall Web. And that is all I have as far as social medias go. We're pretty active on Facebook and Instagram, and we're trying
0: to get a little bit better at Twitter.
3: Hi, this is Melissa Byfield, driver in the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. And you're listening to Southern
0: Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network itself. As we wrap up this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And once again, thanks to our great guests for joining us this week. Thanks once again to Executive Vice President and General Manager of Darlington Raceway, Carrie Tharp. Also, Jacqueline Drake of Flow Racing and also late model driver in the Cars Tour Series connor hall so thanks to all those great guests for joining us this week this week here on southern race week radio coming up next week on the program we'll be speaking with greg walter the general manager of charlotte motor speedway as he'll get us set for the big roval race weekend coming up in october and also doug turnbull the performance racing network he'll break everything that happened at daytona this past weekend and preview the playoffs which kicks off next weekend at darlington so it should be very very exciting and we are looking forward to having those great guests on the program next week and uh, don't forget about the podcast if you want to hear this episode all over again or any of our previous episodes of southern race week radio check out our uh, podcast at iheartradio itunes spotify and soundcloud while you're there we really appreciate it if you subscribe to the podcast as well so if you want to hear this week's edition of the program. It'll be available for you on Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Also, don't forget about our social media platforms. You can like and follow us. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash southernraceweek or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. We really appreciate all you loyal fans of the social media platforms. Don't forget you get the latest in racing news and information 24 hours a day, seven days a week on our Twitter and our Facebook page. So uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend, everybody, and I'll catch back up with you next week for an all-new edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network.